0: Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic earth-revering pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm one of your hosts, Yucca.
1: And I'm the other one,
0: Mark. And today we're talking about surviving the holidays as a pagan. Right. Right. Yes. So welcome to December. Here we are. <laughs> there's there's a lot to go into with this. And later on in the month we're going to come back and talk about the different traditions and projects and things that you can do, but today we're going to start with the the kind of the the more secular approach to the holidays and all of the family expectations and all of that cultural stuff that's going on that kind of everybody shares regardless of whether they're pagan or Christian or whatever they are.
1: Yeah, exactly. One of the things that is very weird about the mainstream culture is that it it seems to load nearly all of its holiday festivity into a five-week period or six-week period at the Mm -hmm. end of the year, when historically there would have been more celebrations around the course of the year you know harvest holidays and and so forth and there would have been you know several days taken out to celebrate those things and so it seems as though with all of this jollity compressed (laughs) to this very short period of time it can just be very overwhelming for people and it can give them a sense of never quite doing it well enough yeah Right. That that mm-hmm. feeling of the obligation to make it perfect and that it never is quite perfect.
0: Right. It's supposed to be special. It's supposed to be this magical but, 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 but. Yeah. Right. Right. And whenever I hear people talk about it, there's almost always this underlying, there's this exhaustion behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's this. There's an excitement about it, and there's so many wonderful things, but people just seem so exhausted just because of what you were talking about, trying to get all of that in. Take a whole year's jolliness and stick it into those few months or right. stu- few weeks, excuse me, not months. Yes. Right.
1: Yes, and I think, you know, some of that is this sort of set of unfair expectations that we put on people to, you know, to create this event, Mm -hmm. or set of events. But I also think that there's other stressors that go into that, into that mix. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you're gonna have to deal with your family more. If you, if you do that, you know, for most people, it's like, okay, I'm gonna have to deal with my family more. Well, there are usually for most people, there
0: are stressors around that. Right. Um, even if you, even if you dearly, dearly love your family, there's all of those dynamics. I find getting back together with my siblings, you know, we're adults, we've been adults for decades, but instantly it's like we're children again with the same, you know, picking on each other and all of the ridiculousness, you know, Yeah. and, then, and we have a, a pretty decent relationship, but that's even with a decent relationship that, you know, there's still all of that, all of those emotions.
1: Right. Sure. Sure. And I think that, you know, with parents, particularly, you know, parents will treat you like a child for your whole life. And unless they're really pretty together parents, well, figure out
0: that you've you've finally grown up. But it's hard. That all kind of blurs together. Right. You know, it was yesterday they were changing your diapers. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And, you know, this brings it, you know, it brings you into engagement with philosophies of parenting, right? Because maybe the grandparents just want to indulge, 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 indulge. And you as a parent have to put some brakes on that and say, no, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, candy for breakfast
0: doesn't work. Or enforcing that the kids get to have boundaries. The kid gets to say no, you know, or, or things like that, you know. Yes. Or we whatever not, the
1: particular thing is that. You do not have to hug weird Uncle Ralph.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and then, you know, on top of that, in at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather has changed. We're in a colder time of year. People are indoors. There tends to be more illness. And mm-hmm. we're not even taking into account, you know, COVID or anything like that. But just people are, there's people aren't always feeling good. This time of year, and we're encouraged to be eating all of these sweets and foods that we normally wouldn't eat, and so
2: we're it's putting ourselves alcohol.
0: in these. Yeah, more alcohol. We're just in a more vulnerable place, emotionally and physically, and asking so much of ourselves at the same time, and and so much of others. Right, right, and,
1: and that then oh, to go buy ahead.
0: everything. We're being yeah, asked to yes. buy everything, and be told about how it won't be magical without it, and you need this, and you need that, and you're getting tricked by, by companies that spend millions and millions of dollars to get your attention. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that of, I mean, the the financial stresses, you know, that's a whole other level of stressor that you know that happens with people,
0: mm-hmm. and. And this year in particular, right, it, that's something that happens every year, but there's a lot of challenges right mm-hmm. now with all of that, just, you know, on a global level.
1: So. Right, right. Yeah, so there's all that. And then, if you're of an alternate religion, then there's the layer of, okay, well, how do I then live in a a way that I find fulfilling and meaningful, And not run aground on somebody else's judgments, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's that you're weird or that you're evil. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, because Uh either of those are pretty, uh, yeah, either of those are pretty unpleasant to wear, Mm -hmm. honestly. And so that's this sort of brew that the holidays is, right? It's all those kinds of things, the long list of, tasks that have to be done and the decorating and the the buying and the just everything yeah plus you know wanting to be as a non-theist pagan wanting to say you know actually it's the winter solstice for me that's that's what i consider most meaningful and here's what i'm going to do to carve out some time to observe that on top of christmas or hanukkah or you know, whatever, whatever more mainstream holidays you may be going to celebrate
0: right. And I want to pause us here for a second and say it might sound like we're sounding a lot like wrenches right now. We are both Mark and I adore the holidays and this oh, yeah. time of year. We're just starting with the. Okay, how are we going to address the the self care and the balancing? And again, next week we're going to get into here's some fantastic traditions and things you can do. But but that we do really need to look at it from lots of different angles, right? And understand yes. there is stress, and we do need to take care of ourselves during this time period, as well as the the more joyous side of it all. That's right. So, yeah,
1: because the hope, of course is that we come out of the holidays feeling fed, Mm -hmm. right? Feeling energized by all of the the festivity that we've had. Even if it's tiring, we can catch up on sleep. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to feel as though we've had these meaningful kind of golden moments in the course of of going through the holidays, that's, that's really the goal. And... In order for that to happen, you got to take care of yourself in the meantime. Otherwise, the current of the holidays will just sweep you along.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a very out of control feeling, and it's not good for you,
0: yeah. So, why don't we start with the kind of commercialism side?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: right? how What are some strategies that people can have to be more aware of that? and more intentional with it.
1: Okay. Well, the first strategy that I think is really important is to broaden the definition of gift, because capitalism obviously wants to sell you a product.
2: Yeah. They want
1: to sell you a thing in a box. Mm-hmm. And that thing is made of resources that were carved out of the earth, and May very likely end up in a landfill in not too short order. Right. So it may not be the most. It may not be the 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 best choice mm-hmm. to choose a thing in a box. Now let me let me put a caveat in here. When it comes to children, you know, to to smaller children, my philosophy is. Let them have the equivalent of the the secular. Winter solstice holiday, the Christmas, Mm -hmm. because they will feel terribly deprived and terribly sad if they don't have that experience. That doesn't mean they have to be mountained with gifts, but I I believe that in the case of children,
0: you give them part of it, yeah,
1: yeah, and you give them things in a box.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, we do both. We'll talk more about this, but my family, uh we do, we do both solstice and Christmas as separate holidays.
1: Right, right. So, broadening the definition of what constitutes a gift means experiences can be gifts, and that can be tickets to a concert. It can be a date night. It can be, you know, we're going to go dancing in this particular place. It can be, you know, let's just go get coffee and talk for two hours. When do we ever get a chance to do that? It can be, let's go for a hike. There are a lot, and and many of those things don't have to cost much or any money. Depending on your relationship with the person, it can be, how about a massage? Mm -hmm. Or there are just, there are a lot of different things that you can do that will be in many ways more memorable for people and don't involve the purchase of a thing in a box right so broadening the definition of what constitutes a gift I think is really important in some cases broadening in some cases a gift can be something like here's 3 hours of free childcare <laughs> right i'm going to i'm I'll watch the kids you, mm-hmm. you go and do whatever you want to do. Believe me, that's a yeah. very, very welcome gift for a lot of people. It is.
0: I will watch the kids and wash your dishes if you want extra, uh-huh. you know, a bow on top there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, these are things that are tremendously kind. Mm-hmm. When someone, you know, opens an envelope or you can put the a little gift certificate for whatever it is in a box, mm-hmm. right, and wrap it and all that kind of stuff. You know, people will generally be very warmed by the fact that you want to put personal attention and time into your relationship with them.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And and things that you create. I mean, one of my favorite gifts I ever got was a poem, Mm -hmm. right? Brother-in-law wrote us a poem, and it was just so thoughtful. And you can tell that he really worked on it. And it, you know, I... I have it up. I don't put a lot of things on the wall. I've got it up on the wall because it just has stayed with me for all of these years, just how amazing it was. How lovely. Right?
1: Yeah. And people are creative in all kinds of ways. I mean, the handmade gift, not to be confused with the Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> the hand hyphen made <laughs> gift is a wonderful thing, you know, whether, whether it's a piece of writing or a piece of music mm-hmm. or a compilation CD of music that you think the person would like, or a, or, or something from, from a local artist, mm-hmm. because, I mean, to me, there is a categorical difference between an artwork that was created by a local artist that is trying to sustain themselves through their art and something that was manufactured in a factory in China. Right. They're, they're just they're not the same, you know, supporting your local producers of beautiful objects. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful thing. If 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 the kind of person that you want to make a gift for is the sort of person that appreciates that kind of thing, then by all means, you know, do that. And I should say now I, I mentioned kind of the the first part of my formula earlier, which is about making sure that children have that gift receiving experience. What we do is we don't do gifts as adults. Mm -hmm. We really don't. I mean, when, when we need something, we, we get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what we have done in the past is we put up a, we put up a Yule tree, a midwinter tree and decorate it and all that great stuff. And we put treasures underneath it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: things that we have that we just love that are really cool. Like I have an antique uranium glass slipper Mm -hmm. that, that phosphoresces under ultraviolet light because it's uranium glass, right? They used Mm -hmm. to make that and it's just this very beautiful little thing. So it's one of the things that goes under the tree and it gives us a sense of kind of wealth, you know, look, look at the cool things that are in our life, you know, objects from nature to appreciate, you know, antlers and bones and skulls and abalone shells and, you know, all these wonderful things. So we, we don't do the gift thing for adults. Um, and we might make an exception once in a while if there's something that seems like particularly needed or wanted on the part of some adult that we love, but the amount of stress that is taken off of you by not having to buy a thing for this long list of recipients mm-hmm. is profound. It will make a huge difference in your experience of the holidays. Yeah,
0: really does. And I, I wanted to add on a little bit with what you were saying, you're talking about the different types of gifts. And then mm-hmm. also for the children, you know, giving them the the traditional kind of box gifts. But so that's something that you can do both of. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, the ratio of which kind of gift they're getting as they're becoming teenagers, as they're growing into adulthood, it shifts what, what you're doing with them. Right. right? Yeah, and so that... then it's just a natural thing. And it's not, it's never about being deprived it's about just what this is really about is about the the love for each other and the gratitude and the giving and the you know to use the (laughs) to be stereotypical the spirit of giving right it really is right Uh and and being about that and not the the object right right now there is also there are a lot of of practical things that this time of year you know, coming out of harvest, being about to go into the to these very cold times of year when there's not a lot coming out of the garden, there's not a lot being produced, of being ready for the cold to come. So there's mm-hmm. there's some practical part about you know the giving the socks, the that sort of thing that just to being prepared materially for what's to come. There there's an element of that as well which I think is important just to keep in mind that that's one way that we do show love is to make sure hey you've got you've got your warm socks for the year right, right. right?
1: yeah you're you... you're you're going to be comfortable
0: yeah yeah that's
1: that's a that's a great thought in iceland it's traditional to give books mm-hmm. for christmas and christmas day is a day of sitting around in warm socks drinking hot chocolate and reading books oh wonderful
0: the, cuddling the, with kitties too. I, I feel oh, you have got course, cats, right? Cat cuddlers.
1: Yeah. You know those kinds of traditions, they make for some very warm memories. They mm-hmm. really do make for some super nice times, and having downtime like that in the holidays is another thing that's really important. When we talk about when we talk about self care, that's certainly one thing to be considering. Is when am I doing nothing? Right. You know, it's 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 hard to imagine that it's possible, but you got to do nothing sometimes.
0: Or at least have nobody else's mind in yours. Yeah. We've really lost solitude, especially in the last decade or so as, as the social media and smartphones and all of that stuff has just kind of invaded into our personal life. So there's so little time that we're ever simply alone with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's essential, right? I think we're social animals; we need to be around other people as well, but, but especially in the dark of the year, yeah, just getting to be alone a little bit is is just vitally important.
1: I I completely agree. And ironically, the inverse is true as well, because you, it's a time for gathering with loved ones and for you know celebrating the fact that we have people that love us in our lives and and all that good kind of stuff but you can go overboard with that people people especially introverted people or neurodiverse people who get overwhelmed by too much social stimulus really need their t- their alone time mm-hmm. and so it's important to to plan for that and make sure it happens
0: yeah and thinking about both it's kind of like in the dark of the year we, we're celebrating the light as well. I mean, that's a lot of what the Christmas tree with the lights on it is about, right. is bringing that light into the dark, but we're recognizing and seeing both. It's a celebration of both. Yes. So I think that that's one way to look at it with the, with the family, but with self as well. Yes. Right, yes. solitude and company.
1: So I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of other gifty sorts of ideas. There's always food you know, baked goods. I mean, an incredible gift would be, you know, cook dinner for people and bring it to their house, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, the week before, before the big event, right. Something, you know, just when things are going super crazy, you know, give people a meal that they don't have to think about, you know, just, just being aware of what people's needs are and, you know, thinking about your own, you know, your own, you know, where are the places where you get really exhausted and you think, oh God, I wish I didn't have to do X? Well, if somebody else did X for you, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. So I really encourage that, that, the incorporation of that, that personal touch into gifting, either through experiences or through handmade things or through, which includes baking and, cooking and all that good kind of stuff. And then also because there's there's a guilt factor in in commercial acquisition as well, just really being mindful, you know, of where things come from, who you're buying from. There are, you know, there are tons of Etsy stores. There are tons of indigenous-based stores that you can order things from, you know, Figure out who you really want to be giving your money to. Is it some international conglomerate with shareholders or is it, you know, just somebody who's trying to, trying to get
0: by. Hmm. Wonderful. Well, why don't we, why don't we talk about the second part of this, which is the family gatherings or the social gatherings, maybe not necessarily family, but maybe the office gatherings or whatever it is, because that's a big one, right? There's a big one, In terms of whether you're of the same religion or not, but also just dealing with the various personalities when people are in this kind of heightened place to begin with.
1: And I I think a great place to start with that is the recognition that in those circumstances, everybody is under a certain amount of stress, Mm -hmm. except possibly the most garrulous extrovert pretty much everybody else is feeling some level of what are people going to think of me? You know, how this is the office party. How is my boss thinking of me? You know, there's, there's weird uncle Ralph um, (laughs) with his weird opinions. How am I going to avoid getting reined into a long conversation with him? Mm -hmm. All those, all those things. Right. So understand having a little compassion for the other people in the room, is very helpful in, in my experience. It is, it is so challenging for us as people. And this is a weird thing to really get that the other people around us are fully fleshed out human beings with internal lives and, you know, their, their own own story. Their own journey, their own aspirations and their own internal voices that nag at them and all that kind of stuff. There's a there's a term for that, that realization called sonder, which when I heard that, I was glad that there was a word for it, because I think it's really important that people have that experience of others. It makes them more compassionate and more humane. Sonder? Sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R. Mm, okay. And... I'm not sure what language it's in the, so that that's a place to start is understanding that everybody may be a little bit on edge, a little bit keyed up Mm -hmm. because they're at, at some level when you're doing social engagement, there's a performance aspect to it. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I want to make sure I'm acting appropriately. I want to make sure I'm, you know, not displeasing the people around me, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right, reading everything correctly and yeah, yeah, responding yeah. and 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 just being compassionate for those people. Yeah, and for yourself too. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So, so now you've got these social engagements that you've got to go to. Well, how do you take care of yourself? especially as someone who practices Ethiopaganism or non-theist paganism or some other variety of naturalistic earth-honoring path, you know, as someone who is an outlier philosophically and spiritually, how do you kind of stand in the truth of yourself while at the same time not picking fights with others that may have strong opinions Opinions about that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I guess my first answer to that is that if their opinions are strong enough, you don't. Right. You you, there's no point in in you know trying to win an argument with some rabidly right wing evangelical Christian who just wants to tell you that you're going to hell. Right.
0: So that is so the first step. Is is this something that you're going to engage with or not? Mm-hmm. Right. And in many cases, you may simply choose not to, but in the situation, in the event that you do choose to, right, then thinking about before you go into that, how are you going to prepare and how are you going to respond for it? You know, you you might choose something like doing some sort of shielding ritual before you go in, maybe doing some premeditation on... Role playing of likely scenarios that are going to come up. Practice, practice some of your deflection techniques or expressions that you're going to use. If it is, if you've decided that it's really valuable and worth it to you to be there for whatever that reason is, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not our job here to be telling you what you should or shouldn't do. We're not you, right? We have no idea what it feels like to be you or the shoes that you're in, but we're just encouraging you to think about how to protect yourself in that situation and still get the what you're trying to get out of it. But right. know at the end of the day, you're, you can't control anybody else. Right? No. You cannot control the outcome. You can work on trying to get the outcome you want, but know that you're not, you can't control that. Right. Right. And if you're going to go into this situation, you've got to be prepared for that possibility. Yes. So part of
1: thinking about that, how you're going to protect yourself is, How disclosive do I want to be with this Mm -hmm. particular group of people? If if it's your office party, for example, if the subject comes up, you may want to say, well, my family celebrates the winter solstice. You don't need to go any further than that. You have a right to have your religious beliefs in the workplace, just like everybody else does. But so you may want to sort of express this is, you know, this, this is what me and my family do. And then there may be questions. Well, how does that work, and what's that about? And you can explain as much as you're comfortable with. In
0: or not, you don't have to. Or not. Yes, exactly. Right? And here's the thing: depending on how you feel about it, you don't, you don't owe them that. You also don't owe them the truth. Right. That's true too. That's that's up to you. If you don't feel like that's something you want to get into, oh, I wonder how was your Christmas? Oh, great. You don't need mm-hmm. to say, "Oh, actually, I don't practice." You know, I don't believe in Christmas I, or anything I like don't that. Celebrate
1: Christmas, right? yeah. You know,
0: if you don't owe them anything, it's fine. Yeah. So it's however, you want to handle that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true, and that's that's an example of where, of where you know, being literally truthful can actually be a lot more harmful than you know applying the 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 social lubricant of the little white lie that just lets things keep clicking along smoothly. Um, And of course, we have to be very judicious about deciding when those things apply. But it bears saying that a lot of people would be a lot lonelier if they were fully candid about everything in their lives (laughs) with everybody around them.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've been talking about the context of an office party, but that may also be the same... But you have the same things to think about with a family gathering, whether you're the one organizing that or the one attending it or, you know, and again, maybe it's not just one gathering. Maybe you've got three gatherings and you're going to the in-laws and yours and all and then all of the different sides. You know, so it's just something that I would encourage kind of sitting down, like literally sitting down and just having a little strategy party with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, If you do journaling or something like that, it's a wonderful time just to maybe make some just write down some of the the possibilities and the strategies that you want to have and what what are your values and and what do you hope to get out of it and what do you want to protect yourself from and and just be go into it being aware
2: mm-hmm.
0: because once when you're aware, you have a a better chance of being able to respond in a way that you want to respond when you're not caught right. off guard. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And the other thing to remember is that, um, and this is something that may not leap immediately to mind for people that come out of traditions like Christianity that require that you only be a Christian and not anything else. Naturalistic paganism is not like that. You can go through all of the rituals of, of a Christian, Christmas gathering. And no harm, no foul. You haven't offended anybody or betrayed yourself or hurt yourself or anything. Yeah,
0: there's no you God going to be mad at you about it.
1: <laughs> that's right. You, you, can, you can have and still do all of your own celebrations and rituals on the solstice or as close to the solstice as works for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. So there's nothing hypocritical about it. So you don't necessarily need to, you know, lead the the prayer to Jesus, but you can bow your head and just sort of be there that all that's up to you. And it's, it's perfectly okay to play along in order not to create conflict.
0: Yeah. As long as that feels good to you. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if, if that doesn't feel good to you, then you don't need to be, you don't need to put yourself in this, that situation. Right. Right. So, right.
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and that really is important to say, because there are, I mean, I know there are a lot of people for whom it's like, I couldn't not go to my parents' Christmas gathering, right? I couldn't not go to that, even though they know that they really need to betray themselves deeply to be there. Mm -hmm. And when confronted with that kind of a paradox, you really need to think seriously about whether you're going to go. You know, it might it might actually be the the better part of Valor to just say, I, I can't come this year. I, it just, it doesn't feel like it would be right for me. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go into any more detail than that.
0: And here's the tin of cookies that I baked for you. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, whatever it is that might smooth it out. So, uh-huh. yeah. So we actually, last year, we did a, a full episode specifically on this. So mm-hmm. if this is something that people are are kind of wanting more of, definitely check out our episode from last year on on this. Um
1: was that a year ago?
0: It was a year ago, yep.
1: Um oh, probably almost
0: exactly, right? We would have talked about it this early December. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even late November. So it yeah. just flies. But why don't we transition now to some of the things that we can do during this time period in preparing for the holidays, throughout the holidays, in terms of self-care, right? And again, we'll get later into some of the traditions and stuff that you, we can mm-hmm. do, the specific holiday celebrations. But but is there something that you would suggest to start with,
1: Mark? Well, I start with the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all the psychological stuff that we, that we go through at this time of the year, and there are all the techniques that we have for working with the psyche. But getting enough sleep.
0: Absolutely.
1: Eating Eating some semblance of a decent diet, even if it's a little heavier in sugar than it usually is. It's sugar and fat. Don't worry about that so much, but make sure you're getting protein. Make sure you're getting a vegetable.
0: What is that you know works for your body. For
1: you. Yeah, right? exactly. And get that sleep. Be aware of how much you're drinking. Mhm. Because it seems like all of these gatherings in in many cases there's there's alcohol going on. So right. if you do drink, just really be aware of of how much you're drinking and if it starts to feel like that's not what you want to be doing, pair it back. You know, tell people and you can facilitate that for yourself by bringing something to drink for yourself to a gathering, right? Yeah. There's wonderful like sparkling cranberry ciders and pomegranate ciders and things like that. There are some really delicious things now. And I'm going to put in a plug for my my local brewery, Lagunitas Brewing <laughs> Company, which has a great beer called APNA, which is it's or IPNA, it's like an IPA, but it's NA, which is no alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. It actually tastes like a beer, but it doesn't have any alcohol in it. So it's worth checking that out if you need to. So, you know, enough said about that. If you don't drink, this can be a very challenging time of the year. Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself. If you go to meetings, go to meetings. Do the things that you need to do Mm -hmm. in order to keep all that in check.
0: Right. And just a little tip with our bodies. If you can get a little bit of sun early in the morning, that just it just even if it's a couple of minutes where you're outside and you kind of turn your face towards the sun, it really does make a big difference in terms of resetting your clock and, and oh. kind of helping you out with that, with the sleep patterns and just getting your body to be doing the things that it needs to be doing at the right time, because this time of year it can be really really tricky on our bodies and our rhythms and as we have the lights on all the time and later on and when is it dark and when is it not and and we are first and foremost we are physical creatures yes right we are animals with you know millions and millions of years of adaptation to a certain environment which we are not living anymore
1: right <laughs>
0: right we are, we are animals in captivity right we're we're and so just trying to be aware of that a little bit is a is a good start yes so yeah yeah
1: so that brings us to the the psychological things that we mm-hmm. can do in order to support ourselves and to me the number one thing there if you're taking care of your your physical self the number one thing there is to go back to that first principle of of naturalistic paganism, which is pay attention, mm-hmm. right? If there's snowfall, watch the snowfall for 15 minutes. Listen to the rain on the roof. Crack the window open so that you can smell the smell of the rain. Mm-hmm. Go for a walk in the snow. Notice what birds are around, if any. Just, you know, notice what phase the moon is in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's so many there are so many simple things that we can do to keep ourselves regrounded in the fact that, okay, I'm on a, I'm on a physical planet. (laughs) It's going through a physical set of processes and all this culture stuff is fantastic, but I'm still just on a physical planet doing physical processes and Mm -hmm. it's all going to work out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of the moon, December has the Geminids, which is one of the, biggest meteor there's two really big meteor showers a year and if you get clear skies pretty much for the rest of the month even if you don't get it on the night that that, that it's peaking you've got some good chances to see some really beautiful meteors so if you get a chance just to be out there and, and right now mars and jupiter are both really bright up in the sky yes. even if you're in a city those are are probably going to pierce through that light pollution and just be really beautiful just to take a moment and just take a look
1: right? yeah yeah, yeah so other psychological things and i i put this in the psychological category even though it's a physical thing take a shower yeah especially if you go through any kind of a stressful experience take mm-hmm. a shower there yeah. is something about and there's literally something physical about it it's not just the sensations all over your body that create more of a grounded sense of being in your physical self there there is a way that splashing water creates negative ions that tend to kind of ground out the 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 kind of zazy feeling the jangled feeling that you can get from having from having social interactions or being in a crowded store or any of those kinds of things yeah. so that's really a go to as far as i'm concerned
0: I don't know about the ions, but I know that it that for me the rush, the sound of the rushing water, and that just being able to control those, that that sensory input is just is really amazing. Like I'll do a shower and then a bath, right? First uh, the shower to kind of wash it to like to to get like okay the feeling like I'm washing it all away, and then the bath of just getting to just. Feel like melting into that water and relaxing, soaking
1: in the heat. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and I I like to actually run to be in the tub while it's filling, so it has that that sound, that rushing Uh waterfall sound, and it's filling up. And that's one of the favorite things that we do in the in the holidays because I don't have a tub where I live. We don't oh. actually have hot water either. So we, we just heat our water up on the stove to like do dishes or something like that. Uh-huh. But when we go into town to my mother-in-law's, she's got the big bathtub uh... with water heater. And it's like, oh yeah, we can do some nice relaxing for a long time.
1: Nice, um, very nice.
0: Yeah, that's a wonderful thing about the holidays. But there's other things too. Like a shower is a really wonderful one. But if you don't have access to that, Right. There are other types of things that you can do that feel like you are transitioning, that you're switching between these, you know, you're getting away from some of that stress. You're letting go. I mean, there's the shaking, there's the dancing, there's Mm -hmm. the stepping into a ritual space. We've talked a lot about this on on the podcast and you can do things like going into the dark room, right, turning all the lights off and then things like that
1: right right and coming back to yourself psychologically is very important at this kind of time because it is so easy to get to be what we call ungrounded you know it's easy to get your thoughts spinning if you're dealing with family it's easy to get all the old messages from the family going again right about Ways that they criticize you, or that they don't respect you sufficiently, or that they haven't recognized how you've changed. Mm -hmm. And Um, all the things
0: they do that are just so annoying, (laughs) that drive you crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All those things that you feel about them. (laughs) So all that
1: stuff can be going in your mind. And if you just let it keep going, then you can become increasingly stressed and more and more kind of separated from yourself. So... You know, sit down and just breathe for five minutes. It yeah. doesn't have to be a super long time. Off. Take the, yeah.
0: the earbuds out of your ears. Yeah. Right.
1: Get get away from the gadgetry for a minute and just, the you know, the other thing that I find is very, very helpful, um, and this sounds like sort of brute force magic making, but get a big rock, you know, a a rock that weighs... 15, 20 pounds, Mm -hmm. sit it in your lap, sit on the ground or sit on the floor and just sit cross-legged if that's comfortable for you and just sit that rock in your lap and And just just
0: ground with it. Just wait, wait. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You'll, you'll be amazed at what a difference it makes. Just feeling that gravity pulling you back to the earth and it, it clears the clears all the spinning stuff out. It's, Hmm. It's it's a powerful technique.
0: Mm. Yeah, love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mm-hmm. I discovered that, or or innovated it, or whatever it was. My my former wife was in a really kind of panicky space. She had I don't even remember what the circumstance was, but she was in this very hyper manic very anxious space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, was telling me about all the reasons that she felt that, that this was so and she wasn't a pagan. And so I said, Well, you know, we, we, we do stuff with things like that. So have a seat you know, sit on the ground. And I put this big rock in her lap <laughs> and she immediately began kind of to giggle. It was like, <laughs> that's great. That's so great. And sure enough, you know, given 10 minutes or so, her consciousness had really sort of changed. But yeah, so that's why I keep a big rock around.
0: <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So this this really can be such a lovely time of year and a really, really meaningful time of year and, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting ready, ending out this year and getting ready for a new one and, and all of that. And so it's just a time that can also, you know, it can be stressful. And so it's a good time to be aware and mm-hmm. just really be present with ourselves and, and really honest with ourselves about what it is that, that we need, what's feeding us, what's not, and thinking about what, you know, what do we value and what obligations do we or do we not have and, and how to handle that?
1: Right, so, right. Yeah. And if there are things that we feel obligated to do that we really don't want to do, are there alternatives? Mm-hmm. Is is there some other way to get at that? You know, is it possible to, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the example is. If, if the holiday meal with the family is a nightmare, maybe a restaurant? Mm-hmm. You know there there are there are other ways of coming at this if if it's yeah, if just some creative just thinking, thinking about it, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so so we hope that you all have a wonderful, intentional holiday season.
1: Yes. And may Krampus come, but not take you away in his bag this evening, because in in Bavaria, it's Krampusnacht. So hope that you don't get whipped with birch twigs too much or hauled away in his bag.
0: (laughs) That's great. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We will see you next week.